Welcome to Footy for Two. I'm Solomon Dubner. I'm Stephen Dubner. You're talking fast tonight. What's up? I'm tired. Mm. That is true when... Cocaine, too. Mm. Good to know. Can I say that on the air? Apparently, you you did. Yeah, Yeah, but it's not true, just so... In case Correct, it's not true. In case the government's true. listening. Mm-hmm. You have done a lot of drugs in your life, if you think yeah, about cocaine. it, though. Aspirin, caffeine. No, you've never had caffeine in... Well, Coke. Never had coffee, have you? No, uh, you're just another 17-year-old law-abiding citizen mm-hmm. waiting for the right to vote and join the army. <laughs> can't and, wait and to carry a, a firearm. I can't wait to send you to military school. Yeah. That's going to be Why haven't you done it yet? Happiest days of my life. Why haven't you done it yet? Um, who would I do this podcast with? Fifi? That's Fifi. She's not verbal. Good. She's pretty verbal. Mom doesn't care about footy. And Anya. Anya doesn't care about footy. Does she care about anything? I'm kidding. Uh, we love yeah. her. Yeah, that's Solomon's sister. She's yeah. a good kid. All right, Solomon, uh, what are we talking about today? Before we go into the games, let's talk about the World Cup. Ah. Sweden in, Italy out. We uh. love you, Gigi. And, but I hope Zlatan comes back. So what's the story? Zlatan did not play for Sweden in qualifying? I think he retired after the Euros, and then he couldn't play that much because he was injured for a while. He'd been able to play before, but... And you could think that he didn't wasn't there at first, so to me they wouldn't want it, but... He's the best player in their nation's history. Of course they want him. What is he, 33, 4, 5? 36. Wow. Or maybe 35. And is he back now with... Um, After a torn ACL, he's back. And did he, he's back like this week or last week? He or something? returned this week. How did he do? For United. I didn't see. I think he did fine. Mm-hmm. But he pl- it was a 212-day recovery. Wow. So a torn ACL is not a long time, I think. Really? For yeah. a torn ACL, no. So if, you were, if you're a Sweden supporter... I gather you're excited about having him back. Correct? Yeah, it's not official. I think he'll come back. They have other great players. Like, um, I'm trying to think of everyone. They have Victor Lindelof, they have Ola Twanvan, and the guy I like the most is Emil Forsberg, who's a great attacking midfielder RB Leipzig. But let me ask you this: having Zlatan adds, adds this whole new quality. Is there anyone associated with the Swedish team, fan, supporters, the team itself, the national program, other players who feel like, oh? No, 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 no. You were not around. There are probably some, but I think he's just a legend in that country that there are very few. He has he has such a strange uh, style, obviously. Um, do you think he's generally liked by his teammates? I mean, you've read a lot about him. You've read... I'd say... Did he write yes. his book? Did he write his book? Not really. I am Zlatan? No? I'd say yes, his teammates like him because he is... I've never seen... I've seen very few players with the, the attitude... That he has in the wood a win that he has, mm. and if you have a wood a win, players will like you. What about Gigi? How are you feeling about Gigi Buffon? Not it's to... sad. Mm. It's really sad that mm. he has such a great career and through no fault of his own, really, he didn't make the World Cup. So, what does it mean to um, footy generally that the U.S., Italy, mm. and the Netherlands and are- Chile? And Chile are not in the World Cup. What is it? I'll be honest. To footy as a whole, the U.S. missing it does not mean very much. Mm-hmm, right. Um, I think Chile means not as much. It's, it'll be a shame not to see a great place like Arturo Vidal, Alexis Sanchez, and I think Claudio Bravo in the yeah. World Cup. Mm-hmm. But um, most people don't agree with the Bravo part. Um, I think Chile and the Netherlands, especially the Netherlands, they missed the Euros after a third-place finish in the World Cup. They're one of the greatest football nations of all time. Johan Cruyff, total football, many other great players. Italy... They had the second most World Cups of all time. Wow. They won it just uh, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. They have still great players, and it's just a shock to see them not there. So does it say something positive, however, about parity or about uh, different countries? No, it doesn't. <laughs> because Why? I explained this to you. I think this it's just so stupid UEFA's calling format. 
qualifying yeah. format has eight or ten groups of six or eight teams. Mm-hmm. And in each group, only the top team goes through and the second makes the playoff. Italy was in Spain's group. Granted, they should have had a chance. They, no, you should, they should have had a chance at beating Spain. Mm-hmm. They, granted, it's their fault they didn't make it through qualifying, but there should be an easier way for a team such as Italy to qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. They well, deserve why, to. Why? Why when you say they deserve to? I want to say they deserve to, but I think it's unfair to make it, to give two great teams who will enhance the quality of football at the World Cup and make it possible. Well, it's for well, only one to make it automatic. But was the, is the format fair? Does the format produce the 32 best teams or not at all? I wouldn't say so. Because? Italy's not there. The Netherlands isn't there. In other words. Well, the Netherlands, I think they had a, not the best group and they just destroyed themselves. In other words, Italy, maybe to, an a, to, a, to a large a large part of this, more than 50% they brought on themselves, of course. Yeah, of course. But I I don't approve of you qualifying for. Yeah. Um do you look forward to the day when what is the year and how many teams go in when the 2026 bracket? is when it's going to go to 48 teams. You, do you like that idea? I mean, you'll be an old man by then, so. <laughs> I don't know if I like 48 teams. Mm-hmm. I understand there'll be more money, which is good and for the most part I understand there'll be more football, which is great. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be so many the World Cup is about exciting good football, I think. There's going to be so many boring games. Mm, Forty, yeah. Like we'll be watching. I can't even think. It's like there was, I think, one nil-nil draw in the group stage of the last World Cup. I want to say, yeah. Uh, Bosnia, no, Nigeria and Iran. I think, mm-hmm. or Bosnia and Iran. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty amazing. Like a nil-nil draw in knockout rounds isn't as bad because you get extra time and get penalties. Do you remember the Euros? The Euros were great. <laughs> do you Few remember? Do you remember how many nil-nil draws we saw? Oh God. What was three. it? Was it? Is that all it was? It was three. Let me think. I thought it was Germany, Poland, Austria, Portugal, which didn't feel like a no-no draw. It's true. And France, Switzerland. But still, out of all the, there had been twenty-seven games after the last one. I know we did the math. Right. There were three no-no draws. Those were the three games we'd gone to. <laughs> that was crazy, but it was uh, it was a blast. So yeah. we still might be going to Russia. We might be going to Russia. Depends. Right now, your report card, I have to say, is it's looking good. looking fine. Thank yeah, you. yeah. But uh, we'll have to see if you keep it up. All right. To the Premier League. Okay. Arsenal beats Tottenham two 0 I have a very special message to all my Arsenal fans. Please shut up. <laughs> you guys aren't back. You beat Tottenham in one game. Yeah, you played well, but they're still a better team than you for now and for the future. They have mm-hmm. they have a uh, one of the best managers in Europe. They have a great core of young players. Uh, Ali, Kane, Dyer, Erickson's not old. He's one of the best players in, in the world right now, if you ask me. They're just set up so well for the future. You're getting crusty in your old age, I have to say, <laughs> telling people to shut up. Yeah, and I just think Arsenal fans should not get ahead of themselves. It's okay. one good game. Mm-hmm. Where was the match? Uh, the Emirates Arsenal Stadium, goals mm-hmm. by Sanchez and Mustafi. Okay. Um, Leicester loses at home 2 no to Man's, New, no two to Where's Man's Leicester City. in the table these days? I better check. I think. They, well, they 14, sacked their manager recently. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I see. I don't see them winning the Premier League anytime soon. Are you looking forward to the uh, the movie about Leicester? I am. That'll come out. Leicester uh, is. In a oh, of they're years. in twelfth place. Twelfth. Okay, it's yeah. not bad. And Everton is sixteenth. Mm, Bournemouth. Bournemouth's up to thirteenth. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's really good. Granted, they are four points off the relegation zone. Okay, but still, it's a lot of points. Yeah. Okay, so Leicester lost to uh, Man City. Pep just proved himself. He's changing the Prem. People thought that he was going to have to adapt to that Prem, which at first he did. Now it's like the Prem has to adapt to him. You had explained to me before that his, I don't know if it's a pattern or just the way it works out, is second year in a new league is when he blooms, yes? 
That's more Mourinho. He's a famous second year guy. Looks like Pep's not gonna get let that happen mm-hmm. this time. Pep, I'm trying to think. His best year at Barca was his first year uh, mm-hmm. in terms of trophies. In terms of the football, might have been the third year. The one we won the league and Champions League. Okay, but, so that the goal, but Bayern, they were all pretty good. I think the best was probably the first year, though. If you, right now, Man City, if you had a, um, what are the odds that they will win the Prem? Would you say? On a scale of one to ten, I put it at seven or an eight. Really? Let me check. I think they're eleven points clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're eight points clear. My and, bad. And Champions League. I think they're a top five contender. Mm. I'd say the top five are Barca, PSG, Madrid, Bayern. Oh, wait, no. Real. Mm-hmm. Wait, how many teams is that? But Atleti, Barca, maybe, Atleti maybe not this year. No, I don't think Atleti is yeah. right now. Uh-huh. When Diego Costa comes back. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of you for uh, reassessing PSG, putting them in top yeah. five, because you certainly wouldn't I, have I still before. don't think they have the quality to win it. Yeah, but you know. I still truly believe that. I think that. Their uh, midfield and defense is just too weak. That may be. I don't know anything about yeah. it. All I'm saying is that when Neymar went and some other players went, you were saying, why would you go there? They're not a Champions League caliber team. It wasn't even so much about the Champions League. It was about the domestic league. And people were saying, he's playing in front of the stage like 9, 10, 12,000 people in there. It's a good point. It's good like point. Not where the well, it's not so much about the size of the stadiums. It's about the, the, the rank no, of the competition. That's correct? what I'm saying. It's yeah. 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 Um, what else in the Prem? Kevin De Bruyne, by the way, world class. Just want to throw that out there. You love Kevin De Bruyne. I always have. What do you love about him? He he. Well, he looks like a Barca player when he plays. Mm. He's smart. He's calm. He's not the most physical guy by any means, but he's still just destroying the Prem, which can be hard. Barca is not the most physical team. No, I said in the Prem, though. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Which you you have to be physical to win. The only Um, the only physical player on Barca is. Paulinho. Paulinho. Boop. No, I was going to say. MTD can be. He's not physical. He's physical. Mastrano is physical. Mastrano is physical. I but take he's it back. like 5'2". Yeah. No. 5'8", 5'9". Liverpool beat Southampton to 3 0. Sorry, off. let me back, back up a little bit. De Bruyne, you like, um, would you like him on Barca? Oh, yeah. I'd pay anything for him. You, even though he's a ginger. Even though he's a ginger. You yes, they be- are inferior. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah. If Barca would pay 120. For Coutinho, I'd say pay 210, 220 for De Bruyne. Really? Yeah. And is the Coutinho thing going to happen? I still think it might. And I would still be thrilled to get him. In January? Yeah. Yeah. I think I still, I think he's not the answer. I don't think our squad right now is strong enough to win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And he won't change that this year because mm-hmm. he can't play in the Champions League because he'll be uh, cup tied. That's why I think Sarri What's it called? Cup tied? Yeah, when you've already played in one cup for a team, you can't play in another cup. In the same cup that season for another team. So Coutinho would be coming over from Liverpool, and Liverpool's yeah. been playing in the Champions League? I yeah. Guess. That means they finished top four last year? Uh, fourth, and uh-huh. made it to the playoffs. Granted, though, what you could say is you could start him um, You could start him just in La Liga and not play Iniesta much in La Liga. And on his day, when he's fit, fresh and fit, Iniesta's still possibly the best midfielder in the world. Mm. On his day, yeah. he can be. Well, and if you give him that rest in the Champions League, he will still be destroying teams. It's one thing we saw last year from Barca. I mean, something you see yeah. every year from every club, which is depth can be really, really yeah. important. And last year, Barca just did not have yeah. it. We had actually a lot of players, but just not well, a lot of good players. Well, you always had a lot of players. No, like, we, had, we were stacked on paper with yeah. players who were supposed to be great, like Gomes, Alcacer, Arda. <sighs> I am so unimpressed with Gomes. Yeah. I mean, I know nothing about footy, but I watch him. And Honestly, I, I will still never say he's not an incredibly talented player just because of the time I watched him at Benfica Valencia. But I will say he's been a disastrous signing so far and it's not fit for Barca. He's been playing less lately or no? Yeah. I realize we've jumped ahead to Barca. Let's jump back. Finish the Prem. Yeah. 
My fault. <laughs> so yeah, Salah brace and Coutinho go for Liverpool in a three 0 victory over Southampton. West Brom loses four 0 at home to Chelsea with Antonio Conte's supposedly new magic lucky beard paying off. He grew mm. a beard, which he said maybe for luck. Mm. He said his wife made him grow, but he's hoping mm. it's lucky. Mm. They went 4-0, two goals from Hazard as Murata and Marcus Alonso score. Mm-hmm. And United, not only does Zlatan return, but so does Paul Pogba, who's been injured for a month or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he scores Pogba. Lukaku finally breaks like his eight-game goal drought or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the title race isn't over. I just want to say that. Everyone's saying Man City's won it. No, it's... They're eight points ahead through like 12 games. They're probably going to win the league, but it's not over. Question. Answer. Pogba has been considered everything from uh, a success to a vast disappointment to yeah. uh, you know a poor a poor you know a poor fit yeah. or poor signing. Where do you, where do you put it after a year? What is it, a year and a couple months now? His first year last season, I think he was very good. He wasn't always immense in the middle of part of the people thought it might be. Honestly, I don't want to be the kind of person who tries to bring race or gender and everything, but I think an element of it was racism. Mm -hmm. I think black midfielders tend to be maligned the most Mm. because, um, and again, I'm not trying to be the kind of person who makes everything about racism or sexism. I I find that one of the most annoying things. Mm -hmm. I just think that the the typical midfielder is a controlling player who dictates the tempo, the game controls it. There are... Throughout history, there haven't been many great black midfielders, African midfielders, who ha- are that kind of player, that Xavier Iniesta. Mm-hmm. Pogba is a very different type of player. He's very open with his culture, his roots, and I think people can be intimidated by that. That's interesting. I yeah. think he has been a sorry. I think he's been a great player. I think he was very good in his first season. I think he, when he's been on the pitch this season, he's been immense, and I think he will be. He's an amazing player. So let me ask you this: Are you saying that his he's graded lower because he's black? I'm not saying necessarily. I'm saying wait, that no, no, some no, people. Let me just. I'm, I'm just trying to clarify the theory. You're saying that maybe there's prejudice. That means that people say he's not as good as he actually is, or is it? This is a kind of more nuanced version of that. Is it that when they think of what a midfielder looks like, yeah, they see a different kind of player yeah. than him? You know, that reminds me of. Um, I don't know if I ever told you about uh, the book by Michael Lewis called "The Undoing Project," which is about oh, Amos Tversky and um, Danny Kahneman, and it starts with uh, the Houston Rockets and Daryl Morey. Do you know Daryl Morey, the GM of the Rockets? I know the name. So he's a kind of Moneyball type assessor, like yeah. a lot of people are in the NBA now. And they ended up getting Jeremy Lin, although I think they were the team that first passed on him, maybe. I don't remember the details. I think they yeah. had him first, let him go. Anyway, what is he that was, where you, No, he's in the Nets now. Uh, I believe that's true, yeah. But um, what he was saying was that the problem with Jeremy Lin was that everybody in the NBA looked at him and they just couldn't make him fit their mental model of yeah. what a guard looked like because he was Asian and they weren't yeah. used to it. And therefore, they, in their minds, told themselves that he's slower and less dynamic than he was. Then, when they went back, after he was proven to be a very, very good player, they went back and looked at his numbers, and they found that his like quickness numbers were off the charts. Yeah. But they just they kind of couldn't get their minds around that he could be because he didn't fit yeah. the stereotype of what a point guard looks like. So it sounds to me like what you're saying about Pogba is a little bit of that, where he doesn't fit the image of what yeah. people think a, mid, a midfielder yeah. should look like. I agree. Is it that he plays so differently or just that uh, he has different capacities? What is it? It's both. Part of it is that he plays differently. He doesn't play like the most conventional midfielder 
like I said, dictating, controlling tempo. He's pulling off tricks, has a lot of flair. But like, if you think, like, he doesn't look like the great midfielders like Iniesta, Chavi, Pirlo, mm-hmm. um, many other names. But I think he could be almost as good as some of them. Interesting. Thanks for teaching me about that. All right. Um, what league next? La Liga. Let's start in Madrid, where Barcelona won 3 0 against the Leganes. Suarez how many clubs? How many Madrid clubs are in the La Liga right now? I think three. I keep forgetting. I think Getafe was relegated last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, look there's right the three Real Madrid, Atleti, uh, uh, Leganes, yeah. and Getafe. When oh, Getafe up. is in tenth right now. Did you oh. know that? I don't think you did. I didn't. So there are four. Four I, out of the twenty clubs. Oh yeah, I remember Getafe. They in La Liga, yeah, are in uh, are Madrid. in the city of Madrid. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Yeah, so we won. Suarez finally scoring again with the brace. Messi's been quiet lately, but I'm not worried. He's the best player of all time. Paulinho <laughs> scores. Best player in the world. Has as many goals <laughs> as Griezmann. No, as, as BBC has combined this season in the league. You're serious. I am serious. Madrid fans will try to just fight with Ronaldo missing three games. Mm. Which I don't think it's a very good excuse, not just for him, but for their other two players. Well, Paulinho only came. Wait, <laughs> yeah, wait. He hasn't well, he, he was there at the beginning, but he didn't play. He hasn't game. played all the games, and he, a lot of his appearances have been as a sub. So can I just say, you? Uh, I know you, you've backtracked. You've walked yeah. back quite a bit, yeah. your early assessment of Paulinho. Yeah. Talk about what you saw back then a few months ago and what you see now with him. I saw a player who I had always thought was a good player. I just thought he was so far from the typical Barca midfielder. Who I th- I thought he had very few intricate technical skills, which he has just proved in some games in Champions League. I remember, I don't remember who's against. It might have been Olympiacos, maybe Sporting. He complete he set the record for most passes completed in a Champions League game ever. Wow, which wowed me. Which is yeah. when I really started to get on. He really, I really started to back him more. Mm-hmm. I still don't think he's the long term solution. I think this season though, and in seasons in general, you want a good tough physical player like that who can maybe ca- cover the space of a player in half or two and really provide depth in big games like. If if still if we're in a situation where we're in a big game against a Real Madrid against uh, Bayern Munich against someone where we're starting Polinio, that mm-hmm. means it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. No, nothing against him. He's not that quality of a player, but he's a very good depth option. It's interesting. Again, I, I know not that much about yeah. footy, but when I watch him play, I see physically he just looks different. He carries himself. Yeah. He, um, his, and his passion, I realize, is off well, the chart. Yeah, he really cares and but, wants to be there. But like. His body position, his posture, he, he he's kind of very upright. It reminds me the other night, uh, you didn't watch the Steelers. Did you watch the Steelers game? I watched a good amount of it. So there was a comment I thought was interesting about Le'Veon Bell, who's some would argue the best running back in the NFL right he now. Is. And he's very unusual in a couple ways. One is he he approaches the hole really, really slowly, like the slowest ever. He waits yeah. for the hole to develop. And yeah, then, I've never seen like And he never looked, well, Franco Harris, interestingly. I met Smith a little bit too, don't I've know. heard people go. Don't know, maybe so. And then, and and Le'Veon rarely looks like he's actually going at full speed. He's kind of yeah. deliberate, but he he he's obviously a very good back. But one thing he does that's very unusual is when he's in the backfield, like it's a single back backfield. There's Ben Roethlisberger, and then he then Le'Veon is either behind him, behind the quarterback, or beside him. Le'Veon is standing like totally upright. Yeah, even more upright than the quarterback. And most backs are usually in a real crouch. And the idea is that you want to be ready to kind of spring forward. But he has a different way of doing things. They say that what he does is he likes to stand upright so he can see where the safeties are and what they're doing, or yeah. maybe the strong strong side linebacker, or whatever. You know, it just reminds. It's a nice reminder to me that people who you have to adapt. Do, 
Well, and learn, you, you're innovating new ways of succeeding, like PEP, for example. Yeah, and like just because someone does something differently doesn't mean that they may not have a, yeah. a reason to do it or even an advantage. So it's it's nice yeah. to appreciate how different people accomplish things well. Yeah, that's it. Sticking in Madrid, yeah. Atletico, Real, Neo Neo draw. That was that the rhyme. result you were rooting for. I was hoping for a draw, yeah, because it means they're both ten points behind Barca, <laughs> a deficit from which no team. Sorry, that's loud. I hope I didn't burst your eardrums. Mm-hmm. Has ever recovered from towing La Liga? Just is that true? Yeah, really. Ronaldo Griezmann does not. I'm not. The tie race is not even close to over. Yeah, but ten but points still, is not that ten, much. Ten points is eh, a good amount. It's a good amount, it's but a good amount. it's a long, long way to go. Yeah. Okay. What else in La Liga? Espanol loses 2-0 at home to Valencia, who keep uh, facing Barca. They're four points behind us, and we play them next week, Valencia. So that's, uh, for this point of the that's season, That's a big game. That's a big game. Where are we going to be? Us? We're yeah. going to the bar, I think. What day? Saturday, the, Sunday? I think Saturday. I'm not sure. And mm-hmm. it's at Mestalla. Wait, it can't be at the Mestalla, can it, Steven? Because we, that wouldn't make sense, because last season, our first game there, was against them was there, but I feel is that like the I way heard, it works? You rotate usually, at least in the prem. Mm-hmm. I thought I'll leave them. I thought we play them. I thought it was at the Messiah though. The Messiah is not an easy place to go. The, there are two memories. The two last three seasons, we had a big late win there. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the one where we had uh, so, with cousin Lauren, I think, and Nick at the I bar do. last year? Yeah, that was exciting. And Messi didn't they go up one nil? We were we up one nil, down two one. Yeah. And then Messi scored a late penalty. It was the last kick of the game, and then he got hit in the head with something, with mm-hmm. a water bottle. But the two seasons before the treble season, Busquets, when you look at it, scored a goal in the 93rd minute. Busquets kind of <laughs> won the title if you look at all the points. Yeah. It's in December, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at 93.03, with learning supposed to be 93 minutes. Wow. Off a corner, Busquets, and Messi got hit in the head with a lighter. So their fans are very hostile. So basically, 2.45 p.m., Sunday, November 26th, in Valencia. Wow. So basically, whenever Messi gets hit in the head with something, that's a good outcome. Yes. So should we just go everywhere and throw stuff <laughs> at his head? That's no. a no? No. All right. All right. Bundesliga, I'm tired. So I'm just going to tell you guys some results to <laughs> people who just don't know how to use a smartphone to look up the scores, even though you probably... Know how to use smartphones to say this. I, did I say that whole thing last episode? That whole skit? No, was that like was that a skit? Was that something you've it's been a, working on? Was not a piece really. you've been working on? Stuttgart beats Dortmund 2-1 after a blistering start of the season. Is it is in fourth or fifth? Nine points off Bayern at the top, who beat Augsburg 3-0. For all their crisis talk, they've only lost one game in the Bundesliga. They're like five points clear. Speaking of Dortmund, um, Christian Pulisic, or Pulisic as some people say, yeah. um, he wrote a nice piece in Players' Tribune this week. I still have a guy into reading. It's very good. I told you. Yeah, it was about about. it was about his passion for his disappointment in the national team. Yeah. in you know in the results. Um, yeah. But he sounds like an interesting yeah. guy who. I think we're going to be watching for many years. Long time, yeah. Leverkusen draws RB Leipzig 2-0. And by 2-0, I mean 2-2. In Serie A, <laughs> in the Derby della Capitale, Roma beats Lazio 2-1. Napoli beats AC Milan 2-1. Um, I think Napoli's going to win league. Sampdoria beat Inter, beat Juve 3-2. Um, it's very early, but you Napoli, they're four points ahead of Juve in first. They're unbeaten, and they're playing some of the best football in Europe. You know, it'd Players be really like fun. Calhoun, and Mertens, and Sané, yeah. You know, it'd be really fun. You and me to move to Italy like for like that. three months with Mom and Anya, if they want, and Fifi, and Fifi, and just like watch a lot of Italian football and eat. I'll do that. Do you want it? What would you do for work over there? Be your son. That's it. That's <laughs> no, you I got? do the show. 
Uh huh. We'd yeah. sell advertisements or something. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'd be a, a really big hit in Italy. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. What else you got? Um, and then Interbeats. Oh, that's where uh, Matthew Klemberg is. is in Milan. Yeah. For he, no, in Roma. Are you? He, he's an American. Fan, but he might be in Milan. He moved to Italy just because he prefers it there. Yeah. yeah? I really. Yeah, Who, well. Who's his team? Roma. Roma. Yeah. Um, Ligun PSG means nuns four one. I don't know if Neymar scored. Um, and Amiens draws Monaco one to one, and that's our episode. How about we have a uh, a World Cup send off today? Italy's out, the Dutch, and us too. It's not forty for one. It's forty for two. Good episode. See you. Nice talking to you, Solomon. Mm-hmm.